Hey friends, welcome to the ADHD Boss Podcast. I'm Ellen Argo and my mission is to help you make more money with self-trust and more fun this year in your business with your ADHD brain. If you are looking for ways to empower your brain, scale your business and have more fun, please subscribe to this podcast. Hey guys, in this episode, we're refining our communication approach. And we're going to begin with setting our emotional stage before any communication. So at the ground level, it's really important to recognize the place that we right now are coming from. And you, if you've listened to this podcast, for me, it's really helpful for me to recognize some of my red flag moments of the things that I am doing. So if you've been practicing this for a while, you might have more awareness of the things that you do when you are experiencing anger or you're experiencing frustration or whatever emotion is a little bit of your go-to when you're being triggered, right? So sometimes you can ask yourself, hey, pause button. What am I feeling right now? I'm about to send an email what am I feeling in my body? And sometimes it takes, it takes sitting down to write the email for us to remember, Hey, it's important that I recognize what emotion I'm feeling right now. So I can set that tone or it's the other things that we do before we start writing that email in our head. What do we do when we're ignoring or suppressing our current emotional states? Is it opening the fridge? Is it going to our email and like deleting all of our other things? What are the things that you do when you're trying to distract yourself from emotion? A lot of us are going to look for dopamine things. So a lot of times it it is food. It is a beverage of some kind. And just recognizing that once we can start to build that full list of these are my things that I do to get myself a dopamine hit when I'm really stressed out, it's kind of my soothing mechanism that I've created for myself. I can then use that to remind me to hit the pause button and to check in with what am I feeling right now? And then when you pause and you ask yourself, what am I feeling right now? Then you can recognize, oh, I'm feeling rushed and I'm feeling a little bit frustrated. From there, you can ask yourself, what do I want to feel? And maybe from there, you're able to say, I want to feel understood and calm. I want to be able to create this cohesiveness throughout the team. I want to feel connected and like we are all working together. Nobody is working in isolation and they know how much I care about them. This isn't setting unrealistic emotional goals like wanting to feel completely stress-free. This is coming back and recognizing what is this emotion that I want to create in the outcome of sending this. So what is the outcome that you are hoping for? This is the third question to setting the ground floor. So what are you hoping for? Just a constructive conversation, 
and a mutual understanding, I think that is a great aspirational goal, right? What is that outcome? And it's not expecting an immediate solution or complete agreement, right? If you can recognize not needing to hold on to a specific outcome. Okay, so let's clarify. Emotional groundwork. The first question is, what am I feeling right now? Question two is, what do I want to feel? And three, what is an outcome I am hoping for? And those don't necessarily, two and three can be interchanged, right? What is the outcome I am hoping for? And what is the emotion that I will feel when that outcome happens? Can be another really great way to get to question number three of how do I want to feel? Whichever one really resonates for you, it's same thing, just a different way of getting there. Same outcome, different street. All right, so communication framework is the next part. Once we've set the emotion groundwork, now we can go and move forward and actually communicate with them. So number one is start with clarity. So an example is the purpose of this email is to address our project deadlines. What it isn't is a vague statement like, I'm writing about a few things, right? When we're not able to tell them very specifically, even at the top, you know, in marketing, we always need to be very specific at the very top to engage. This is kind of like our hook at the top of our message. When there's not a spicy enough hook, it'll be easy enough for our providers to overlook it um, and for it to not really feel that important, right? Step number two is empathy and understanding. So an example of this is I understand that our current workload is high and that everyone is doing their best. What it isn't, and it's really important, especially if we've been working really hard and we've been operating in this place of feeling disrespected, we have to pause and go back to the emotion that we want to feel in sending this email and channel through that emotion. So we are not assuming that these other people or other person doesn't care or is being lazy. There is always so much more to that story. And when we don't assume anything, it helps us, it helps our heart, it helps our ability to communicate. It creates an action plan that we can create together. And then from that, we can continue to learn. We can continue to grow. We can have more basis to then understand and decide if they are a culture fit or if they aren't a culture fit. But when we do not set that up ahead of time, it's really hard to know if they just don't understand what it is that needs to be done. So one is start with clarity. The purpose of this email is specific issue that you're dealing with. Two is empathy and understanding. Hey friends, I understand that you're doing your best. You have a lot on your plate right now. This is something that is really important for us to maintain the benefit of our clients so they can get the best outcome that they need. And so that I can continue to support you in the ways that support you and your purpose in this company to create the unity that you have been sharing is really important to you. And then number three is expressing your needs, the business's needs, 
or the business is concerned. So example is I feel concerned about meeting our project deadlines during due to the current pace. What is really important to recognize and avoid is accusatory statements like you're not working fast enough. Can you feel that in your blood when I just say that out loud? Like the hit of like, you're not working fast enough is not helpful at all. You're just going to put people back into fight or flight. You're going to drop them into ego and they're going to push against you with all of their might. There is nothing that is going to really help unless they're really good at emotionally regulating themselves and practicing the same framework right back to you um, that you're not working fast enough is just not helpful at all. So let's go back to expressing your needs or concerns from that place, that overall feeling that you want to feel in creating this email, you want to create connection or whatever that emotion is that you identified and say, I feel concerned about X or I feel concerned about tasks not being completed and it affecting our client's overall recovery cycle. Whatever it is, how can you be as specific, as clear, with as little fluff as possible. And that is another random thing that I've experienced is especially when we're people pleasers, we can over fluff things to try to make them not feel as gruff, right? And we actually dilute the messaging. So what is the simplest way from the positive emotion that I want to create in sending this that I could possibly send this? Step four is offer solutions or suggestions. So an example is, could we consider a brief daily check-in or weekly check-in to prioritize tasks or start with your offering suggestions and then say, I would love to hear some of your suggestions. What this isn't is just coming out with solutions right out of the gate without any input, such as we need to start doing daily meetings. I've done that in the past and it did not work out very well. (laughs) So people love to be a part of the decisions. If they feel like they are a part of the approach, a part of the problem solving, one, it makes them feel valued and listened to. And two, it doesn't feel like it's happening to them. They they have decided why it's helpful and that helps a ton with buying in. So offer solutions and suggestions and then talk with them on what they think would be helpful. Because another thing I've experienced is a lot of times I can have some ideas and as soon as I share it with my team, they have way better ideas than me. And that's the beauty of having a team, a beauty of having that collaboration is you're not working out of a vacuum. You don't need to have all the solutions for yourself. It's more fun with that collaboration. They enjoy it more when there's that collaboration and you actually find so much more options that work oftentimes even better than you could have ever imagined. So a great way that you can do that is seeking some feedback. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this and any other ideas that you might have. Avoiding closing off communication, like saying, this is my plan and I expect everyone to follow it. Like that dictator role 
I don't want to hear what you have to say. This is the ruling rule of all rulerships and your opinion doesn't matter. That is not, that's all in the ego, right? How can we stay in that heart, in that heart center, in that place that us ADHDers love to be in, just wanting to help the world, make it feel like a better place? How can we speak from that place in that emotion that we want to create in the outcome? And then gratitude. I want to thank you for your dedication and hard work on this project, on these projects, your hard work on supporting your clients, not a quick ending to an intense email, right? That doesn't remind them of your gratitude towards them or like a pretend thank you, like thanks for reading or something like that. So as you use these frameworks, remember the importance of balance. It's about understanding you, your business, and expressing your and your business's needs while also valuing the perspective of others. We aim for a harmonious and productive environment, not just for the sake of pleasing, but for a genuine professional connection and progress. Before you draft your next email or your next message, take a moment to reflect on these steps. Ensure you're in the right emotional space and then communicate with clarity, empathy, and respect. This approach will not only enhance your professional relationship, but also bring a sense of fulfillment and effectiveness to your interactions. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope this episode provides you with the tools to communicate more effectively, keeping your ADHD traits in harmony with your people-pleasing nature. If this was super helpful, please screenshot, leave us a review, share it on Instagram, on Facebook, wherever you found us so that we can continue to help and support more people that just love all the humans and want to make the world a better place through the entrepreneur world. And I can't wait to talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. If you love this podcast, we would love your review or a share with a friend. If you're ready to jump in, create change, and trust your brain this year, let's jump on a complimentary coaching call. You can go to ADHDboss.fun or you can go to ellen.argo on Instagram. There is a link in my bio to book your complimentary one-on-one coaching session. I can't wait to meet you soon. Bye friends.